Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. Sources. I'm going with an accent today. I like it. Um, I'm Mara Carabello, joined today by Taylor Morgan. You will usually hear us on KSL at night, but tonight we're today we're daytiming it, filling in for your favorite host, Boyd Matheson. Yes. Um, the next, we have an interesting topic. We have many social problems facing our society. To name just a few, homelessness, poverty, the wealth gap, they're all serious. We have a guest um, coming on today who is going to assert that the underlying issue for all of these is a bigger um, issue, which is fatherlessness. So as we come off of a Father's Day weekend, um, we're going to ask the question, what can we do to inspire more men to take on the role of fatherhood? Joining us for today's discussion is Sam Lyman. He is the policy director at the Orange G. Hatch Foundation. Sam, welcome to the pro- program. Thanks, Mar. It's great to be on. Good to be with you and Taylor. Yeah, Sam, I read your piece in uh, Real Clear Policy, uh, published uh, over the weekend, uh, titled uh, The Future is Family. And I thought you made uh, several excellent points. I'm uh, I'm a dad. I have two sons. I have a 12-year-old and I have a 7-year-old. And they keep me on my toes. Mm-hmm. And I am constantly mm-hmm. wondering if <laughs> I am even approaching being a good dad, right? Uh, it, it's not an easy job, but it's one that I'm certainly very happy to have. So, uh, Sam, why don't you walk us through some of the, the key arguments uh, that you uh, outlined in, in your piece about fatherhood and about the future, uh, the future is family. What do you mean by that? Yeah. No, I'd love to. So – um, first, I'll drop an analogy. So in this piece, uh, of all things, I talk about bloodletting, which was this ancient practice that was used from ancient Greece to Renaissance Europe, where doctors back then, they thought the body was filled with bad humors that needed to be released when someone got sick. So the prescription for any medical problem someone had, whether it was cancer, a cough, pneumonia, anything was bloodletting, which was literally the process of bleeding people, sometimes to the point of fainting or even death. It's actually how George Washington died. So it's such a ancient seemingly barbaric practice in retrospect, but it's very much accepted at the time. Um, And what these people would do, doctors back then, they thought they were doing something dramatic to address the underlying cause of disease, when in reality, they were making symptoms worse. And so what I drop in this op-ed is this metaphor that essentially, we have so much of what I would consider a public policy equivalent of bloodletting, with a lot of the social programs we've launched since the war on poverty started um, nearly 60 years ago. So since the war on poverty started, we've actually allocated more than $22 trillion to trying to address poverty, homelessness, all sorts of different issues. And it seems like so often when we see any social problem, the answer to it is more funding, whether it's more funding for healthcare, you know, more funding for welfare, more funding for any of these programs. The problem is this is like bloodletting, though, in the sense that none of these prescriptions is actually addressing the underlying cause. And the underlying cause of so many of our social problems is actually fatherlessness. So um, essentially the thesis here is that the answer to so many of our problems isn't more funding, it's fathers. We need fathers more than anything today. So why, um, so it's interesting to me because I agree that funding, throwing money at it, but there's so much complexity. Um, I get a little suspicious, Sam, so I need you to walk me through this, of which when when the solution is a singular, right, and not a multiple. And um, so- Walk me through more than any other, whether it's families or both parents or moms or I. there's a social philosophy that said if a child has seven adults who are actively engaged and interested in them, they'll succeed. Um, there's a lot about feedback and how kids get feedback and trauma. So much complexity. 
make a case for why this singular notion, fatherhood, um, what, what data are you relying on there? Definitely. And so the public policy research shows that for a child that doesn't have a father in the home, they're four times more likely to live the, below the poverty line. They're three times more likely to be incarcerated. They're twice as likely to be obese, twice as likely to drop out of school, twice as likely to die by suicide, 32 times more likely to end up homeless, and 10 times more likely to abuse chemical substances. So it's not necessarily that fathers are the panacea, but what we do know is that fathers, when they are in the home, it has such an immense effect on life outcomes for both young men and young women. But I think especially young men, just because they need a strong male figure in the home so often. And so there's just so much research that backs up the fact that if you can just have a father in the home, it will immensely help so many millions of American children out there. Yeah, that's I think there's a lot there. And uh, Sam, you bring some interesting points to the conversation. I, Mara, I think that you're right. I think any time we try to present any one solution as, you know, the cure all, regardless of what it is, I think I just think that is a little problematic. It's always important to look a little bit deeper and broader when we talk about policymaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is resonating with me, Sam. Um not only because I'm a father, but over the weekend, uh, I was reading a new study on what makes a good dad, right? Or quote unquote, the best dads. It was published in the Deseret News. Uh, the The article is "What Good Dads Give to Their Kids According to Science" is the title. You can our listeners can go find that mm-hmm. and read that if they'd like. Um, and it turns out the most influential factor in the success of kids, at least how that success can be impacted by their father, is in learning the ability as taught by a parent, in this case the father, uh, but learning uh, how to delay gratification. I thought that was really interesting. And Sam, I think that kind of ties into some of the points you make, right? Uh, Some of these key lessons. How would you respond to that? Yeah, I think that's such an important point. And Uh, It reminds me as well of sort of the headline of this article, The Future is Family, and where that comes from is it's sort of a play on words. We're very familiar with the slogan, The Future is Female, which is, uh, you know, as a society, I think we need to be wholly devoted towards uh, gender equality between both males and females. And I think there's so much good intention behind that slogan, The Future is Female. I think one of the unintentional consequences, though, is that it lets out or leaves out a lot of young boys out there who are already suffering, who here the future is female and assume mistakenly or not that the future maybe doesn't include them. And so what we need to teach young boys today, and this goes back to delayed gratification, is that sacrifice is, is something that's very honorable and something that I just think of my own dad. He was such a great example of self-sacrifice. And I think we need to impart the message to our young boys that there really is no higher masculine role than fatherhood itself. Um, if we can teach boys that so many of these projections of toxic masculinity we see in our society, that's not at all what they, should, what they should be striving for. They should striving to be good fathers who give everything to their wives, who devote everything to their children as well. And if we can show them that there's a better path out there for them than sort of these uh, echo chambers they live in on the Internet sometimes or when they get lost in video games or, you know, a lot of young men today, they, they trade in meaningful relationships for pornography. There's just so many things out there that are a simulation of the real thing. If we can teach them that the future is family and family is all inclusive, that includes everybody, it includes husbands and fathers, those two things, husbands, fathers, mothers and wives, those are the cornerstones of our society. 
and something that we should all be striving for at the end of the day. I like what you're saying. I like that was well said. I will also say Futures Female is an ad, not a takeaway. So I would sort of object to it being used as a takeaway. It's sort of an equalizer. To your to your point, it's it's involving everyone. Um, so, Sam, we only have uh, about 30 seconds left. What are men doing instead of choosing fatherhood? Oh, it's, it's really devastating. Like I mentioned this previously, I think a lot of men um, are turning towards pornography or insular communities online. I think you see a lot of uh, uh, there's communities online that teach men that, you know, really toxic messages about both masculinity and femininity. And so that's why at the Hatch Foundation, we're focused solely on looking at all policy through the lens of family. We actually launched um, just last year a opportunity to reform criminal justice centered around uh, the family itself. And that can be seen on ornhatchfoundation.org. That's where we're launching all of our work to refocus public policy on the family to the extent that we can, because that's what Orrin Hatch did throughout his career. Sam Lyman, Policy Director at the Orrin Hatch Foundation. Thank you so much for joining Inside Sources uh, to talk about your piece in Real Clear Politics. Stay with us. Coming up next, just when you think the economy and inflation couldn't get worse, there's a new bill that could help make prices go up further. Stay with us. That'll be up next.